0: Hey, he's Jake and I'm Matt and welcome to Patch Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast.
1: How's it going? And welcome to another episode of Patch Chat with me, Matt, and him, Jake. How's it going, Jake? Not too shabby. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I've packed up a little bit now after a chat for almost an (laughs) hour of various (laughs) 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 things. We're we're just trying to right the the world's wrongs at the moment, I think. And uh, full disclosure, I'm currently sitting in my car because I'm still on holiday from the last time that... You would have listened to the podcast and not to waken wife and child. Um, I'm sitting out here and it looks like it stopped raining for five seconds because it has been absolutely terrible weather up here in the north of Scotland. Has it been any better with you down south, Jack?
0: Um, well, to be honest, I haven't really even had time to look out the
1: window today. <laughs> the curtains have been well, shut all day.
0: I pretty much kind of fell out of bed and was just found myself, you know, Surgically attached to my laptop, and I haven't moved since Fair the uh, <laughs> since the surgery this morning. <laughs>
1: uh, I've so uh, I've been swimming, and well, I was about the the much of my muchness of my day. Uh, I've actually ended up watching a load of movies with the wife and daughter, which was quite fun. One's uh, revisiting; she picked um, Freaky Friday, which I hadn't watched in years. And then I decided to pick something a bit more kid friendly, so I went with Homeward Bound. Really... Homeward I don't think I've seen that one actually. No? Oh, it's good. No. It's, it's,
0: good uh... I've seen Freaky Friday off the top of my head. I think I've seen bits of it. I don't remember ever sitting down and actually watching the whole thing.
1: Well, it was something other than Paw Patrol was good for me and the wife. So uh, we <laughs> we stuck on the Disney Plus and yeah, she picked that one and then I I was like, I'll pick something more Two and a half year old friendly, and um, went with the one with the the animals, which is always a winner with the daughter. So yeah, it was it was a good call. She loved it and was almost crying throughout because it was sad for her in places. But yeah, that's by the by. Apart from that, yeah, it's just been a day of sitting in the caravan today because it was the weather was so poor, pretty much. So I think tomorrow's yeah, gonna be better. And now I'm sitting in the car, yeah, hey, the the glamorous life of podcasting. That's what it is, Jake. Yeah, well,
0: I can't say I'm I'm jealous. I'm in a, a nice double glazed uh, flat in just outside of Chelmsford, so I, I think i will take that over the the car if I'm
1: honest. Oh, well, I did have the heated seat on for a little while, so oh, um, glamorous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> giving yourself a <the> VIP treatment.
1: <laughs> yeah, blower's on, heated seat, and then turn the car off for silence so people can actually hear us chat. So we'll see how long the heat lasts. <laughs> But speaking of heat, I think uh, Kansas may be hot this weekend, I'm not so sure although it is getting into autumn and October and closely followed by Halloween at the end of the month, but we're not quite at that horror show um, just yet, so let's get into Chiefs I think without, we were saying just before we started recording, without being too negative um, hopefully we'll try and spin some Positiveness on this. Um, how you how you feeling going into this weekend's game? Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. <laughs> that, that good? It's, eh? <coughs> it's it's hard to see past Kansas. I would be uh, full of it if I said that you know it's going to be a, a a close a close one. I mean. And this is obviously me looking at it in the in the future and, and not sort of on a play-by-play, what's our game plan, what is, you know, how are the, the Chiefs playing, how are the Pats playing, et cetera, et cetera. I think Kansas is still loaded um, in terms of offense. Um, there's so many options they can go to. The players are great. And then there's a certain person under center that, you know, is... Confusingly, not in the MVP, you know, conversation yet. But this thing involves, like, you know, uh, a lone gunman in in a western film. It's it, it's, it's it's great to watch um, if you're a Chiefs fan, uh, which I am not. Uh, there's not going to be any Seahawk respect. Chat <laughs> the there's not going to be any soft spot Raiders chat from Jake I don't like the Chiefs I've never liked the Chiefs um, mainly from a branding point of view as a graphic designer but also just as a franchise I don't really like them but yeah I, I think um, I, I don't think we've got the firepower to kind of trade blows with them I think um, I think the Kansas City Chiefs walk out with a win
1: yeah Um sadly, edging towards that sort of theory as well of they will walk out with the wind. They're, they're at home this weekend at Arrowhead. They will have fans, whether they boo or not. I'm mm-hmm. not so sure. It was very, very weird. Uh, I think uh, everyone will agree that first weekend, first uh, Thursday night game against the Texans to to be booing and then cheer the same players of... Uh, on their team, who you, you know, the likes of Edwards, Hilaire, and um, Holmes and Hill, who are all black players. So I don't, I don't get where that comes from. But that's for no. probably another <laughs> podcast somewhere, and, and uh down the line. But yeah, they'll have fans in the stadium, which I think will make a difference. Which kind of what we touched on la- last week um, earlier this week. Sorry again with the Raiders, the the whole Gillette being empty. I just don't think it's very fair that across the league they haven't just gone, right, there's no fans at all rather than you can have some, you can have it. the State variations essentially is what's been going on. Um, That will give them as in the Chiefs players an advantage from that point of view rather than what we faced in Seattle which was obviously no fans and gave us a bit more of a an advantage from that point of view that the, the 12th man wasn't there but Overall, I'm edging towards a Chiefs win, but let's get into it and let's figure out why we both think that way. And I'm guessing Monday night might be a, a good point to start against the Ravens because they were they were looking on form and they managed to stop a dynamic quarterback and Lamar Jackson, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to sort of twist the question and the answer in regard because I think there were flashes from the Ravens um in terms of what what i think the pats should probably try to do um i think is i think it would be a, a continuation of of the raiders um i think running the ball is probably our best bet um i think the pass blocking the run blocking even um was you know obviously decent for us to have scored as many as we did on on the raiders and i don't think you know i don't think our our, our passing is going to be is going to be the the way forward on that i think it's going to be run run the ball down their throats which i think is quite interesting uh, anyway just because maybe it's another a topic for another um for another podcast but you know if we imagine that brady was still Was still playing for us hang on to the buccaneers and we didn't have cam newton and this was the game plan i don't think it would work because he's not a threat on on the on the running side of things it's Mm -hmm. uh, like a big deer on ice um but i think with cam and having that option i think i think it could it could cause it could cause the chiefs a a little bit of of of, uh, trouble so you know, I, I'm not saying that that's gonna. You know, we're just gonna run the ball and we're never gonna throw it. And you know, that that's the <laughs> Jake. Jake's just done. You know, Belichick's job. No, no. I just think <laughs> that you know, looking at it and looking at, at the strengths that we've seen so far in this very versatile offense that has done. You know, whether it was put it all on Cam's shoulders and make him run, put it on the running back shoulders and make them run, put it on the receivers to suddenly you know actually start putting yardage up. I think. I would probably go for for the running game out of all those three different options, with a smattering of of, of Cam in there. But I think it's going to boil down to Cam actually not doing what he did with the Raiders, being patient, and just being a bit more intelligent. Because it, it, you know, what it took him maybe two quarters. I mean, hell, it's the whole game, really. It just wasn't, you know, week one and two Cam. Um, mm. so I think he's got to go to week one and two Cam where he was kind of ready for it. Ready for the the big occasion of sort of you know taking over Brady's shoes and you know maybe you'll look at this as a as a big occasion and kind of rise to it. We do, you know it's a big game, so we'll see. We'll see.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm a bit. I don't know which way I want to go with it. Really, I think <laughs> I think the positive spin probably is what the way I want to go with it. To be honest, and that's what we spoke about the last three weeks with you know, we've had running Cam, we've had throwing Cam, we've had yeah let Cam run, like let everyone else run, but Cam. So, this sets us up nicely for week four, where the Chiefs maybe don't really know what is going to come. Is it going to be a more pass-heavy Cam that comes this week? Is it running Cam? Is it running plus running? Mm. running more and more running, as you say, just run it down the throat, because Um, I've seen some of the stats from Monday night's game and for as little as the Ravens did in that game, I mean, they they limited Jackson to like 98 yards or something like that, I think it was, which is ludicrously low. Um, They still managed to run a fair bit between Edwards and Dobbins and Jackson himself and Ingram. They all managed to run on that team and get something, uh, roughly like five point four yards per carry or something like that, which is decent, which is what you look for on average out of any um, run game in general. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. They will start running the ball, which direction that comes and who that comes from. I'm not entirely sure because um, as we record, we haven't still figured out if James White will be back come Sunday. I did see um, he was Wednesday morning he was back out in the practice field so it's good to see him back at, uh, Like, if he's saying he's mentally ready to go then fair enough if he's just wanting to they just want to put him back out in the field because he wants to take his mind off what's happened but he's not actually going to play Sunday we don't know um, but that can throw something in the works against the Chiefs that they're not prepared for because he's not been there that last couple of weeks which again is another dynamic in the running game and I think they could pro- possibly throw quite a, not a lot, but, you know, almost 50-50 in a way. And we, we've we spoken about how him and Nikhil Harry are getting towards this sort of partnership and all yeah. the press conference things that we've seen and stuff are coming along. Now, you know, calm. um Nikhil saying he's like a big brother and, father figure to him and vice versa he's saying oh he's like a little brother and i'm keeping an eye out for him and you know they're building that chemistry and this could be the week that they unleash that chemistry they've just actually held him back and that two receptions he got against the raiders last week was on purpose in a way that they are devising (laughs) game plans as as they go along um for the likes of the the chiefs so yeah, I'm taking the positive spin that we can. I'll give you. I'll give you a positive spin.
0: I'll give you a positive spin. Okay. The hype train is back, baby. Damien <laughs> Harris, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I think Damien's gonna come back. Uh, I think he's gonna go straight into uh, RB one. I think they're just gonna hand off to the monster that is Damien Harris, and uh, yeah, that's just that's how we win. We just Hand it off to him, the the legend. There's just, you know, just, I like to think I'm ahead of the game. No, I'm joking. I, I think, though, it could be interesting to see, you know, he's, he's come back from um, IR, you know. Yeah. Is, is there something there? Um, I know Gunner is back as well so it could be it could be an interesting mix up in terms of you know do we bring new personnel in and and how do they sort of slot into that because that yeah. would give the Chiefs a look they haven't seen before <clears throat> and in all seriousness i do think david harris does bring something different to the table hmm. uh, from our other running backs but you know we'll we'll sort of see <laughs> what the what the depth chart says on, on
1: yeah i think it's a, a true running back by committee um going forward because i think Certainly after last week, it wasn't, you know, Rex Burkhead's been there or thereabouts for the last few years, but he came into his own on Sunday against the Raiders. And I think he he comes in again on Sunday against the Chiefs. But then, as you say, Yarden you Harris, you add in JJ Taylor, there's so many facets <laughs> to this run game. And it's brilliant because although we've had it before, it's not it's the a, same. Well,
0: it's an embarrassment of riches.
1: Yeah, and it's not the same because Cam's there, which also brings an element of the run game. And actually, I've not actually read it, but I saw I got the notification on my phone. I think it was yesterday that um, MJD was on NFL Network saying that the the running game of the Patriots is a top five running game so far, um, and potentially for the rest of the season, along with the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs run game is something to behold that they're not the same without, they're not the same without Damian Williams, but Edwards Hilaire has come in and actually performed really well. His yards per carry mm-hmm. was, average was taken down a fair bit. He was getting chunk plays during the first three quarters of the game, but then the clock managed it and they just let him run into brick walls and it kind of took away from his average a little bit because he went down to, I think it was about 3.2 yards per carry that it ended up being. Um, but if he hadn't been that sort of game management player that would just getting hand the ball off to, he would have probably been in around that five to five and a half yards per carry. And he's someone to look out for on, on Sunday for sure, as well as, you know, an, another mobile quarterback. Mm. So, and I think it's
0: interesting you said that because... Cleveland is probably quite similar to us as well in terms of not necessarily having a huge amount of depth of running back, but in terms of leaning so heavily on it, them having Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt, um, you know, like you, you saw it at the weekend. They were just kind of like, well, screw it. We're not going to throw the ball. And, you know, you look at Odell Beckham's and, and the rest of the receiving corps that they have there, which is no shrinking violet in of itself. They are loaded. Yeah. The, all the receivers, the, their catches are, are, are down on last year. It's, it's quite interesting to kind of watch them transform to, to, a, to a running game. It's kind of like, you know, old, old football is kind of coming back to an extent, you know, especially if you've got a dynamic quarterback under center. I mean, going back to what I said about, you know, us not having Brady under center, it really does add this dynamic to the Patriots all of a sudden that we yeah. have never had. And I don't know if teams have worked that out yet. And I, Likewise, I don't think we've worked that out fully yet. You know, you think of a playbook as 300 pages. We're probably still in the first, like, 35.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of goes into yeah. what I was saying about the first three weeks we've had this variations and now we get Kansas, which is obviously a benchmark and a flag bearer of where we are in the season and really where we are probably overall. Um, in terms of what we could possibly achieve this year, and yeah, if we've only used what 10% of the book and we've got another 90 to go, and yeah, happy days because they have no idea what's coming, uh, on Sunday, and that's the way I would like it just to ram it down their throats as much as possible. (laughs) Uh, Take that, take that stupid grin off her face, to be honest. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it really
0: is just this dynamism that, that I think is is probably the the hope, I guess, going into it. You know, if if it was Brady and and this lot, you'd kind of go, well, you contain Brady, you you know, you you force him to to throw it.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's, block it's off some ridiculous. receivers, job done.
0: Exactly, you know. Okay, well then they're gonna. Whereas this is just a whole whole other, you know, beast. it's, it's almost like a, a you know. Hydra, really, in terms of what, where it could be coming from, and and everything Mm -hmm. else, and yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe you hype me up a little bit. I'm a little bit excited to see what happens. Before I was like, just
1: think of Mahomes's girlfriend or fiance, as they are now, and think, wipe that stupid grin off your face. (laughs) I mean, congratulations to the couple. They're they're pregnant, and you want to. Share it with the world, fair enough, but don't go like loud mouthing everywhere that your man's something that he, he may possibly not be. And yeah, have a bit more grace because you're and you, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Let's get back to the actual football and not her. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, yeah I just, uh, I think that we can, Um, we can't, it was. That's what I was going to say. was going back to what you said earlier about I think we can go toe to toe with them. And for me, it then comes down to the opposite side of who stops what and where. And mm. then we've got kickers. Oh, God. Um,
0: one, one, one
1: is just one of the best in the league, and the other seems to miss 30% of his kicks, it seems. Um, so it could come down to that and, or just special teams, you know, three of, we forced three fumbles last weekend against the Raiders and the Chiefs have only had, uh, one forced fumble in that of the season so far. And that was on Monday, Monday night. And I don't think, was it, um, Williams that fumbled it? I don't think you saw him the rest of the game after that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it then comes down to the defensive side of the ball and special teams as to how this game's won because both teams can just sling it and run it and score a touchdown after touchdown unless, obviously, a defence steps in and um, does something about it. So, that's... Yeah. So, let's look at that then. Um. <laughs>
0: I think defensively, you know, we've got to look at that secondary. I think everything that's kind of more up front, um, I think linebackers have been doing a, a pretty decent job. Um, it's that secondary that we were, you know, lauding is, I mean, this is, it's, it's kind of like watching uh, the England team from the 2002 to 2008 era of, you know, a loaded team on paper you know, if you load that into FIFA or Football Manager, you're like, "Oh, I'm just stacked everywhere." And then you put them into the context of the World Cup, and yeah, turns out you can't put Lampard and um, Gerard into a into a midfield together. It doesn't work. Um, nah. it, it, I think it, it's it's at the moment it's kind of been like that on paper, real strong. Um, in reality, yeah, like nothing to write home about i think week one has probably been their best showing so far i would say um that's not to say they haven't you know i think they did a great job of containing darren uh, waller at the the weekend but as as a unit and as over you know judging them over the last three weeks i wouldn't give be giving them an a that's for sure it would probably be a no b minus c plus i think
1: yeah if that um sadly i mean they're they're giving up points, which is a concern, and giving up plays,
0: really big plays.
1: And they're giving up plays, and they're not. They're allowing catches to be had, which is part of the problem. They're not. I'm not seeing them break up a lot of things right now. Um, Gilly just doesn't seem to be the same as he was last year, which is a very
0: tall order to ask. But he's he's
1: not. I mean, I people are saying there's not as much interference calls, but I'm seeing them left, right, and centre, and I don't know if it's, um, you know, they've. I honestly don't know if there's ever has been a rule change or something, but there seems to be a lot more of this year. I know they obviously they're not challenging, PIs anymore because it was one of the things that they wanted to try and speed up the game on. Is if you're not challenging these all the time, then we'll bring the, the game clock down in terms of the whole three hours le- or less for a game, they want to bring that down a little bit, um, so if we're not challenging every play then that'll speed that up but it's not really speeding it up at all and it's then taken away from what could be or what might have been or what wasn't actually even there Because so you're getting these PI calls and then there's sod all you can do about it because it's just a referee's decision now and there's no challenge on it. I don't see why you can't challenge him within your three challenges as paranormal because it's just a bit. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of that at all. Um, so, but yeah, going back to Gilly, um, he's been caught with him a few times too often, and that needs to be sorted out drastically this weekend because they whether they stick Hardman on him, hell on him. Um, Watkins, whoever they are, relatively decent in receivers, and and yeah. they're fast. And the only way I can see him not, or him or the other backfield is basically stepping in front of them and trying to get you know at the line to give them that sort of. But uh, stop the momentum before it even starts, really, is, uh, is what I'm trying to get at. So, yeah, because obviously further down the field, it then becomes a PI automatic first down, and then you're in danger pretty quickly, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I think as well, I think it's also going to just come down to coaching. Um, mm. I think Andy Reid is a hell of a coach. Um Philadelphia was, you know, what it was. And Kansas has kind of allowed him to do what he needs to do. And obviously now he's he's got a chip and could be rightly lauded because, you know, I think he, he definitely deserves it. He's a very progressive um, coach in terms of play calling and, and stuff like that and dialing up. You know, him and, him and Kansas, you know, the same way that Bill is very much the Patriots, I would start to say that about Andy Reid and, and the Chiefs. They are kind of... Symbiotic between the two of them, they kind of need each other. Yeah, and I think it's it's going to come down to you know smart coaching um, to an extent. You know who who who, who you know who, who doles up on on some you know if it's a defense or if it's an offense. I think luckily we've got Daniels who is one of the best in the biz in terms of you know interesting play calls. Shall we put it? <laughs> I um,
1: mean that- there was that one,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I think there was that one, uh, um, the little shovel pass from Mahomes to their fullback on Monday, and it was like a fullback had never scored a touchdown before. It was like um, there was an international pathway player scoring a fullback last week. Not remember yeah. that one, no. You know, it was like, but it go it fits into your point of what of plays because I think that was genuinely a, a designed play that wasn't a. Oh crap! I've nothing else. Oh, he's there. I'll shovel past it. I think that was genuinely, in my opinion, a play that was in the playbook, and that's what they've they used at that particular stage for the fullback to go in for the score. I don't think it was. Well, look, um, we've
0: we've done stuff like it that. It wasn't done, done on the Brady fly thinking. or anything, you know. No, look, as in um, well fifty-one, when we were um. When was it? I think it was maybe it was probably like the last touchdown or the touchdown before to, to tie the game. And you know, Brady pretends that he's missed the snap. Like yeah. Kind of in the oh, area. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a direct snap <laughs> to, to James White off the top of my head? I can't. Yeah, remember. that's right. Because oh, Brady no. even
1: jumps thinking, oh, it's yeah, gone yeah, too yeah. high. And they're like, oh, it's got, oh no, it's a, uh, oh no. I remember watching it live yeah, yeah, and already yeah. I was like, oh,
0: for, for, oh, wait, no, okay, cruel. Cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I think that was totally meant. And yeah, you're right. it's Both of them are, you know, the coaching staff. It will come down to clever coaching and what you're saying there, but Andy Reid and the Chiefs now becoming as one effectively. Um, I saw something on, I think it was yesterday on Twitter, about system quarterbacks. And it was like, well, hello, Mahomes is now a system quarterback, whatever you want to say. Because Andy Reid has built that team around him and built a system around him. So this whole argument of Brady's a system quarterback or whatever is like quarterbacks and the good ones are in systems that suit them. And the players are picked for that system to suit them, to make them better and not worse. Why wouldn't you? It's a silly argument.
0: As an arm like Mahomes, you go, okay, cool. Well, we'll just bring in a load of really speedy wide receivers what yeah. kinds of done? they brought in a load of speedy wide receivers you know so you build it, it would make no sense them being like well we you know we we'll, we'll put a really shoddy offensive line out for him and you know we'll just kind of put, put all of it into fallbacks like what that, no you, no. you, you
1: build you to protect the... him you let them run 50 yards downfield and exactly. he launches it it's... you don't want five amendola's running around the field are coming out the slot for 5 yards <laughs> You know, five year gains, three year gains. <laughs> it's, I would nah, to say it's, that. Yeah, it's not it's stupid. Uh, but back to what we were saying about the 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 defensive side of things. Like the the Chiefs have actually surprised me and how good they've been. And again, I can't, I keep harking back to Monday, but Monday for that is the benchmark because that in most people's eyes are the two best teams in the AFC, and now the Chiefs are sitting in that on a tier on their own in that number one mm-hmm. spot because it's not even as if it comes down to tied games, then they will win the tie because they beat the Ravens and they go, they get that by The way the new playoff system works, there's there is only the one team that goes through. So yeah, they they surprise me at how well they shut down Jackson on Monday and how well they've formed because uh, although it was a sort of stifled game against the Chargers the week before and they they were close to almost losing it, there still wasn't that much points scored and there wasn't that much in it at all Um, I think it was at 23-20 or something in the end so it wasn't, wasn't that much and again it surprises me that because going into the season I think a lot of people would agree that the Chiefs were a a defensive unit, weren't that great. You wouldn't put them in top five, probably not even top ten, but they were serviceable enough because yeah. you knew what you've got on the offensive side that'll rack up 35 points each week, that you can let them away with 20 to 25 points being scored against the defence. But can they turn the ball over? Can they get it calm as much as what they think? they maybe can or what i'm not so sure i i'm really not i'm actually the more we're chatting the more i'm i'm getting back on and that we're gonna walk away with a win (laughs) on sunday because it's it's just the way i uh, am the way my mind works
0: (laughs) no i I think it's, it's probably closer than i gave it credit for um But, you know, again, this is all speculation from outside. It it really could, you know, I think the interesting thing about, you know, being a fan of the Patriots, you just don't know what team is going to show up. So it's, you know, if I, I imagine, you know, if I was a Browns fan or someone, you know, who maybe it changes just because of a coaching change, but, you know, week in, week out, you know, the game plan is Kareem Hunt is, is there nick Chubb? is there odell beckham junior is there and it's kind of you know bang 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 whereas you know especially at the moment we we just keep doing things very very differently very very dramatically and we're just this chameleon really that you know your guess is as good as mine it really is i'd love to be a fly on the wall for their their game plans like you yeah, really would
1: yeah that <laughs> yeah. is um... It's intriguing from both sides of the ball, really. And mm-hmm. as I say, I still, I still, as much as I'm now leaning towards the Patriots win, I don't, I'm not sure if it will come, to be honest. But um, mm-hmm. I really do think it will come down to uh, defence and special teams. And can we, can we stop them marching down the field, getting big chunk plays, which you've had before um, in that last game? that we played against them was it the at 45, 43 or whatever it ended up being was the final score. You know, it could be something like that on Sunday, but it could be two running touchdowns from Mahomes and two running touchdowns from Cam as well as, you know, big launch plays from that Hiller is catching or um, Harry's catching. It's, it really is a, a bit of a toss the coin um in some aspects. And the the special teams I think I find really intriguing because um I don't actually know that much about their special teams because it's not something you really focus on that much. But certainly from our point of view, we've got some of the best in the business and if we need to punt when when we do Jake Bailey can hang the ball and I think it was one at least one or two of them last week that Bethel managed to he was there <laughs> the ball hadn't yeah. even come down because <laughs> Bailey managed to get a six second hang time on it and or there or thereabouts and it was just like nah, you're not getting anywhere and you need that when you've got the likes of McCall Hardman at the opposite end that's catching a ball and can easily run it back for 99, 100 yards depending on where he's catching from obviously and it's the field position will be through the variance of special teams the field position could be hugely cru- crucial to this because as we've said they can easily go and throw chunk plays downfield if given the chance but if we can keep them down that half I'm quite happy for Edwards Allaire to get 3, 4 or 5 yards per carry same as I was last week at Jacobs but ended up it wasn't effective because it was all Thirty yards or backs away, so it was fine. We can deal with that, and they can take field goals with bucker all they want, and that's not really going to win them games. But we all know that they can rack up the points. So I think field advantage could be quite crucial in this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think you know, touching on uh, on defense again, just to backtrack slightly, I think any time that we get them off the field without putting a point up. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be so, so valuable. And, you know, likewise, it really then puts the pressure on the offense to capitalize. You know, points make prizes.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think there could be loads of points. I really do. Um, yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. It's going to be a brilliant game on Sunday to watch. I think there's, I noticed something earlier on of on the NFL UK chat on Facebook if there's still space that, um, Touchdown Trips are doing a sort of Zoom tailgate party beforehand. They've done one, I think it was before the Eagles game last week. Um, Have a look through anyone listening that wants to join in, because I think they were struggling for Patriots fans for some reason for this. There seems to have been a a wealth of Chiefs fans come in the last like six months or so. Um, Yeah, exactly. Oh oh dear, oh dear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, Touchdown Trips are doing like a virtual Zoom tailgate party thing that you can sit and watch the six o'clock game together and then get boozed up and ready for half past nine and or just before half past nine on Sunday night and have a bit of banter. So check that out. Um, I might be driving for the six o'clock games as long as I'm home in time for um, the, the game on, on Sunday night. I'll be happy. But yeah, I could be driving at that time, depending on what time we leave the, the site this weekend. So that's something I just wanted to mention that because if you're not like the Chiefs like we don't like the Chiefs, get involved. Give them shit, please. Um, tell them that Patchjat sent you. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll gladly um, take anything on the chin from that lot because they're going to be very, very annoying over the next few years, that's for sure. And
0: Unbearable.
1: Yeah, everyone can go and hate them now because our I think our time is done. We we don't need we don't need that nonsense anymore.
0: No, no. no. I, I, uh, to be honest, I, and I think it, it probably will. I think the um, hatred for Patriots it will it won't go, but I think it will die down now. Brady's not there. I think Brady was a big part of that. If I'm honest, yeah. Um, and you know, constantly winning.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, it doesn't matter if you're Man United fan like we are, or you're Liverpool these days, or whatever. Like people come at you because you're winning things, because the Green eyed Monster rears its ugly head. Um, a lot of the time with this, it's not just through actual like any reasonable explanation. It's just Green Eyes, and their team is shit, so they come at you. <laughs> now it's the Chiefs and Ravens turn to, to get a bit of the brunt of that. So yeah, if you can have a look through the post on the NFL UK chat on Facebook, you'll see one from Ben or someone else. Um, they've got zoom call details. They'll, they'll send you in a, a PM and give, give the chief shit. Um, I think, I think we've said enough. I think we've rambled on long enough. And unless there's anything else you want to, to add Jake before we go. No, I'm just hyped for Damien Harris
0: to, um, yeah, run all over. Well, there you go. uh,
1: If he's active on Sunday, get your money on because Jake says he's going to score a touchdown.
0: (laughs) No, he's going to put Jonas Gray to shame.
1: Yeah, I think Jonas Gray put Jonas Gray to shame. (laughs) That's another Uh, podcast. (laughs) Anyway, on that note... um, my article has now gone live on NFLscotland.com. You can, um, have There's the AFC East preview for the week, um, starting with the, the Jets that nobody is waiting up for this evening. I don't even think Jets fans are going to wait up and watch that this evening. Um, Broncos possibly, but why would you want to sit and watch a decimated team because of COVID and injury and such like just, uh, yeah, so nobody's staying up for it, but you can read my preview anyway and see if my prediction comes, and there's obviously the Patriots and Chiefs preview in, within that article as well. So that's nflscotland.com um, for that. Um, Pat's chat, Twitter is Pat's chat, at Pat's chat UK. My Twitter is at Matt Inkster. Jake is at Jake Paul Design. We've got the Instagram up and running now, so as we said after the Raiders one, if you want, uh, if you do listen to this and you do have an Instagram, please, please, please Go and tag us in your stories and things and um, start spreading the love on Instagram for us as well as Twitter. And, yeah, I am hyped, hyped, hyped. Damien Harris, baby, all the way. No? going
0: good to get that jersey made.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, folks, that's it. And until after Sunday and we review the shenanigans of the, the prime time game with Tony Rome and Jim Nance and... Sky Sports team, if you're into that. Um, I'm not a f- against Sky Sports, but some people are, and some people are against Neil Reynolds. But anyway, yeah, guys, until then, we'll um, speak to you soon. See you later. Bye.